good morning good afternoon good evening guys it's your boy paul i'm back with you guys uh this is pauline theology's daily devotional i'm glad you're here glad you're listening glad that uh you want to study first peter because it's a good book it's got a lot going on man talking about suffering for the cause of christ being who we are because of jesus and his uh saving grace upon us and then living out that life being a witness both in word and deed it, it's been some good stuff and yeah we're about to end chapter three here as we are on uh verse 18 through 22 so let's go ahead and jump into it but if it's your first time here i'm glad you're here hope you uh, uh go ahead and subscribe and if you're coming back hey we glad you're back glad you're back hope you can rate us give us a rate you know uh five stars hopefully five stars <laughs> but uh, anyway man we're gonna go ahead and dive into it first peter chapter 3 verse 18 says for christ also suffered once for sins the righteous for the unrighteous that he might bring us to god being put to death in the flesh but made alive in the spirit in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison because they formerly did not obey when god patience waited in the days of noah while the ark was being prepared in which a few, that is, eight persons, were brought safely through the water. Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven as is on the right hand of God, with angels, authorities, and powers having been subjected to him. Dang. Yeah, this is, a, this is one of them like, whoa. Where are you going with this, Peter? What's going down, man? Because uh, it is a it is a tough, tough uh, uh, lesson, a tough word that Peter's trying to say. It's hard to understand. It's got a lot of implications with it, man. But let's try and see um, what it says. Let's let's see what Peter's talking about. Of course, we're going to start with the fact that it is all about Christ's suffering. It is all about how Jesus has suffered on our behalf so that we might receive righteousness so that we might get to be with the father again and so it starts off with that it says for christ also suffered he's giving us the example of christ because this is how we have to live now during a time of suffering and oppression by the government it, it, it is it is upon us to be suffering as christ did and so god uh displays through peter a new example another example in christ is for christ also suffered and the reason he suffered was for our righteousness so that's why i want this to be plainly clear that whenever peter talks about these things he talks about the example of christ but the example is always so that we can be reconciled with god to give grace upon us to shed his love on us man which is really awesome but it says, for Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous. That means he, the righteous one, suffered so that the unrighteous ones could gain righteousness through him. That's just plainly the gospel. It says that he might bring us to God. That was the purpose, man. That was the purpose of his death. That's so, that's so wonderful, guys. I mean, just that right there, that Christ would suffer. So being righteous, being perfect, but he would do that for us who are unrighteous, who are not perfect. Matter of fact, some people say mistakes, but we don't commit mistakes. We 
blatantly and obstinately commit evil. It is our own decision, not a mistake. It is rebellion against God. We were trying to seat ourselves on the throne, but he would still die so that we might be connected with God. Now it says that he was put death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison. See, now this one's the thing that's going to get tough here. This is the one that there's a, there's a couple of different ways in which people kind of think about what this passage means in regards for Jesus going and preaching to the spirits in prison. There's a lot. You can look all that stuff up. I'm going to give you my view on this, and it is called the preaching the spirit of Christ in the days of Noah. Okay, so um, what it is to me is that it's talking about a time, uh, all that time when Noah was building the ark. Jesus, uh, uh, the spirit of Jesus is what it's saying. The spirit of Christ um, was being proclaimed in Noah. Noah was preaching the gospel to the people of that time. He was saying, you can get on the ark. You can get on the boat. God's wrath is coming. God says that you should turn from your sins and you should repent and be saved by entering the ark, the one in which uh, God has called me to build. And that you, if you believe, you can come on the ark. You can be upon the ark and be saved from the condemnation of your sins. That's what it is for the gospel to be proclaimed. But they did not do so. And let me show you the exegesis of it. It says, in which he proclaimed to the spirits in prison because they formerly did not obey when God's patience waited in the days of Noah. So these these spirits that are in prison are in prison now. But it was because in the past they did not obey. And that's whenever uh, um, Peter earlier talks about the obedience of faith. Uh, that it said that we obeyed, and so therefore we are a chosen race, a holy priesthood. And that obedience is not of some kind of action, but it's the coming to faith. It's the uh, trusting in Christ. It's the bending of the knee to the lordship of Jesus. And so these people did not do that. And that's why it says uh, uh, that there was only a few that were saved. It says eight persons being brought safely through is because the people did not heed to the warning that Noah was giving. Only him and his family were the only people that heeded the warning of the gospel when it was preached. And I think that this corresponds to what we read earlier in chapter one when it talks about the um, the, the the prophets who spake of these things beforehand for our good. Noah's a prophet. And so Noah was speaking these same words, these same gospel that is being spoken today. And it's because he was preaching for the, 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 the sinner to turn to God, to repent from his sin and turn to God. And if he would repent and turn to God, he would be saved by the ark. And then that's why this uh, that's why Peter continues and say, it says because baptism corresponds to this. Baptism now saves you, not a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So it's saying in the same way that Noah and his family were saved by the ark through the water, 
It says, so are we saved by the ark through the water. Now, was it the ark that saved God or saved God? <laughs> was it the ark that saved Peter? Well, no, it wasn't. It was his faith in God. You see, God called him to build the ark because he said there would be a reckoning coming. There is a judgment coming. Now, if Noah didn't have faith or belief, he would have never built the ark and he would have perished along with everyone else. But he did have faith. Therefore, he built the ark. And in the same way, we have baptism. Now, does baptism save us? No, because that's why Peter clearly says not as a removal of dirt from the body, but it saves us because it is us saying that we have faith that what Jesus has done on the cross by saving us from our sins, dying that death, and then by him resurrecting from the dead, that we can have life in him. And so it's an appeal to God that's saying, I believe and trust that it is by your salvation alone that I am not condemned, that I do not stand in opposition to a holy God. It says through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Man. So I hope that kind of explained that scripture for you. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you have any, 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 anything else like that, it's kind of weird. I'm, I'm used to doing I'm used to doing YouTube and saying you can comment and ask questions. But, but uh, you can email me and ask me. Um, I think my email is in the show notes, so you can take a look at that. Ask me if you have any more questions on this. But what is this saying about God? Well, I think that it's saying, first off, he's a holy God. Because the the principle is that because we are unrighteous, he cannot be before us. When it talks about Noah in those days, it says that those people were condemned to death because of their sin. So he's a holy God. But second, it says that he's a gracious and merciful God. It says that he sent Christ to die, to suffer, to suffer for the unrighteous. And that if we believe in that, that, that sacrifice that was made, then we can be righteous. So he is a gracious God. I think it also is saying about God that he is a, a God who's among us. It says that he would willfully put himself in the same positions that we've been put in. He recognizes us. He walks the way we walked. He suffered the way we suffered. But what does it say about man? Well, first off, it says that we're all sinners condemned, rightly condemned, justly condemned because of the sin that we commit against God, the rebellion that we commit against God. But at the same time, it says we can believe, we can trust in Christ and find salvation. And that's something that we must do. What is my application? Well, I think an application for me is the fact to rest in the fact that Jesus has paid for my sins and that I can trust in that. I can trust in that. I can go to him and realize that I don't have to do anything because he has already done it for me. And then he has given me a spirit in which that I can also be transformed to who he is, to be who he's called me to be. But secondly, I think that I need to uh, uh, be a witness. Just as Noah was preaching the spirit of Christ, so I too must do that. Even if nobody turns, it is it is a goal that I've, I've, I've called myself to do. And remember, this is in light of the suffering. And whenever we suffer like we do, 
It is the same way that we're proclaiming the gospel by speech, telling people because it says, how can they hear without a preacher? And it is the word of God that, that saves, but it's also the actions of his people. You see, our actions demonstrate the words or, or validate the words that we speak. And so that is how people are saved as well. So I need to be able to preach the gospel and live out that gospel in my life. I appreciate you guys for listening, man. It's been really good talking about this stuff. And uh, I'll see you guys in the next podcast.